Welcome to Into the Filmverse, a movie ba- podcast for movie fans. I'm Mitchell Chandler. And I'm Brass Payne. Today we are reviewing Pixar's newest and cutest adventure in Turning Red and Christopher Nolan's trippy time travel sci-fi adventure, Interstellar. Letterboxd, if you're not on it, what are you doing? Come peep our film reviews. You can find me, Mitch Chandler, at Mitch Reviews, and that's M-Y-T-C-H. And you can find me, Bryce Payne, at Payne Reviews, P-A-Y-N-E Reviews. Well, Bryce, uh, what did you think about May May puffing into a fluffy red panda? I loved that movie. Like I was so, yes, it was so good. So it was. Good. And I didn't expect it to be good. That's the best part. I remember seeing the trailer and being like, man, I feel like the animation's oh, kind of off. I feel like it's like. Wait a minute. Didn't, didn't at the beginning of this, you were like, I don't think this would be really good. And I was like, I'm so excited. And you're like, I don't know, man. I feel like that was exactly. our whole thing. That's exactly yeah. what happened. Because you sent me the trailer and I was like. <sighs> yeah, exactly. And I was like, dude, this looks awesome. And you're like, yeah, I don't know about all that. I'm like, <laughs> stop. It looks cool. No, it was it was dope. I loved it, it was, so much. It was so cute. Like, I loved the whole like family thing they had going on and i loved like her friends were so supportive and dude so her, okay i don't even know where to begin this film first i mean the animation wonderful i mean pixar just clearly the, the always knocks out of the park on the panda dude, looks so good dude, the, the panda. <laughs> i was like i want to be a furry now like i want this i want the tail i want the ears my my uh my girlfriend geneva's waving me off camera she's like yes get the tails and ears <laughs> um <laughs> but yes honestly yeah i mean i i uh so much fun in this film. I, every time she puffed in the panda, I was like, "Yes!" <laughs> I, I was like, I mean, "We're going into spoilers, right?" Yep, we're going to go into spoilers. So if you don't want to know anything, sorry. Uh, maybe come back after you watch the movie. So like seeing her become the panda to me was so funny. Like just the yeah. scene where it happens because I was like, "Man, imagine that though!" Like, like you just wake up and you're like, "Oh shit, I'm a panda." It's clearly reminiscent of like I don't know. You've seen it in a lot of things. Like when some something happens to somebody and they you know. Spider-Man. Yeah, Spider-Man. <laughs> I, yeah, exactly. I, with the toothpaste, you know, the toothpaste Andrew Garfield thing. And he, like, broke the... Anyways. Um, but, yeah, I mean, or, you know, tr- turn into a big monster. And you're like, oh, my God, I don't turn into a big monster. But then again, I don't know. Just something about it being a red panda just makes me so happy. Dude, I, I, I didn't think I would like the red hair on her either. And I was like, yes. yes. It actually oh, my God. It actually I didn't even works. notice at first. I was like, wait. Oh, right, right. She got red hair. And then, like, I for some reason, I thought it was just her that got the panda thing. And at then first like, too. it's a family thing. I was like... Yo, what? yeah, exactly. I was like, "Yo, it's a family thing," and then I realized that they all have like little pendants and like things. Dude, I didn't catch on to the like the, her family's pendants to like the end. Uh, my girlfriend showed it to me like immediately. She's like, "See, they all have pendants," and I'm like, "Wait, what?" And she's like, "Yeah, see, they have the things." I'm like, "Oh my god, they did!" Like, yeah, no, I didn't catch that at all. Like, um, God, I loved seeing them like work to like. So for people to know, she becomes a panda. She tries to hide it, and her friends end up finding out. Because, like, they come visit her after she starts going through, like, this, um, I'm going to call it quarantine. Yeah, like, pretty much. Try, try to, like, stay safe until the moon happens where she can get, like, the, the red moon, right. And her friends show up, and, like, instead of them being like, what the hell? They're like, oh, my God, you're so cute. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and I was like, Which I just love the friends. reaction. Yeah, true, true friends. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Did I loved how distinct each friend was. Dude, they all had their own personality. They, I, I can't remember names, but it's the, um, the one that was, like, really quiet. Um. Oh, the one that was like, yeah, the the one that always looked like she was just mad, and I was yeah. like, "You're my favorite." Uh, yeah, like, I figured she would. Be. <laughs> and then she like, like she was so funny. All the characters are funny, all of them. And then like them working together because they decide they want to go to a four town concert. Four town <laughs> because they're obsessed with this boy band. Four town for and life. So their parents all say no. Even like May, that's that's main character's name, right? Yep, May, May. And like her mom's like, "No, you have a panda dude. Like you, you school <laughs> is one thing, but like." Concert no. showing her conquer the panda was really cool. One hundred percent, like that. She passed the kitten box. You know the kitten box. <laughs> that, was, that was funny. I like that a lot. I'm like, 
they passed what they passed the kitten box but uh honestly a lot of those scenes where she was like fighting her inner panda especially the scenes near the end you know when she was like trying to separate and combine yeah it reminded me of like the force and like star wars yeah it is a part of you yeah it's a part of you it's something that you can't like you like you can separate yourself from like i think that'd be really cool like if they were gonna like I mean, this is me side tangenting on Star Wars real quick. But, like, just imagine something like that, but, like, separating yourself from the Force. Like, that's what they had to do and, to separate themselves um, from the Force. Nice World Republic 2. Does it... The did video it... game, the main character's in exile, and they are cut off from the Force, and they start refeeling it again. Like, the whole the whole journey is them rediscovering the Force. Which is interesting. I mean, well, I mean, we're not talking about Star Wars here, but, like, that... But to, to go back to Turning Red and how they, they just had the red pandas inside their pendants, so they break them, and they're still there. They can it, reconnect. It, it's so good. And then, like... The, the way they get they like use the panda to get money, I was like, "What a fucking kid thing to do!" I love it. Honestly, like, it, it was, was perfect. Like, it was like they saw the opportunity and they took it. Like, fucking Tyler, dude, I hate that kid. Dude, I was like, I, I loved him at the end. Not even me, bro. I hate him so. <laughs> I know they they all. I, I never forgave him. He was always like, he was just such a meanie to us, all those kids. But then you find out he's a four towner, and you're like, you're like. Fucking nerd. <laughs> well, because throughout the whole film, where like there's four girls and five members, and then like he ends up liking one of the, like the other the last member. So Did he? Like, yeah. Oh, I didn't notice. I didn't even get. I didn't notice that. Yeah, because each each one of the girls swoons over one of the guys, and then there's like the athlete four towner, and like he is the one that. Oh right, because didn't they say? Didn't they say that there's there's like five of them? Why is it why is it called four town? Yeah. And then like I don't know. <laughs> like, it's so good. And then can we talk about like May drawing the fucking pictures? Oh my god, I forgot about that because that happened so early in the film. And then the Yo, mom dude. going to the store and like straight up was like anxiety for dude, days. I had anxiety. Where did you touch my daughter? They did that in a Pixar film. <laughs> You're right, they did. <laughs> or periods? They bring up periods in a Pixar film. Like, I love Pixar. I love Pixar so much. They relate to everybody. <laughs> yeah, I mean, well, I mean, you're not, they're not afraid to touch on more mature themes. Like, in, but it still be good. Like, if you look at uh, Soul. Dealing with death and death, onward loss of a family member. Yep, like they deal with heavy subjects, but they do it in a way that like people can relate to. And this is like coming of age. This is like as if someone's going through puberty. Yeah, and it it looks so well. It works so well. I will say, um, out of the two Pixar films that came out recently, because like Akanto came out pretty recently too. Akanto's not Pixar. Is it not? No, it's Disney. Did not know that. All right, well, back the, it up. The last Pixar film was Luca. Luca. Yeah. Okay, Luca was good. I did not. Oh, well, okay, that makes sense actually, because because uh, uh, Encanto's a musical, so um, well, part musical. <laughs> it's a Disney film. That sings. Yeah. The the way like they show the mom reacting that way, I was like, that's realism. That that is a realistic thing a parent would probably do, where she like bring goes to the boy, <laughs> be like. Parents would do that. Like, that's realism. Yeah, some parents. Exactly. There was a lot of realism in this. And and honestly, like, oh, wait. No, there was one point in this film where I was like, oh, my God, the animation. Like, this is this is insane. It was, um, I even said it out loud. It was the scene where the, the father was cooking and the food was. Oh, it looks so good. I was but, like, um, what the hell? This director, I don't know if you remember the Pixar short. Bow. Bow yeah. Same director. And that one looks so good, too. Uh-huh. So I was like, solid. Apparently that direct, like that director has been a producer on a lot of other films too. I'm like, it seems like I I, can't, I hopefully they do other Pixar films. I'm just, how do you think Pixar's handling the whole like none of our films have been going to a theater since onward? Right, that's a big thing because yeah, this film also released on Disney Plus did not get a theatrical release, which honestly is a little sad because I would love to see this in theaters. Hundred percent. And I, I'm sure that some theaters did it. Like I'm I'm sure some theaters were showing it. I'm but sure not, somewhere it wasn't but... like a thea- like a theatrical release. 
Honestly, I um I would be hating it if I was Pixar. If I was a Pixar person, I'd be kind of pissed off a little bit. Yeah, here's all my hard work, and you're not even gonna give me a theatrical. Especially release. the Pixar, like you know, it's it's you're not you're not talking about you know Sundance how many Studios. Academy Awards we've won. <laughs> Honestly, yeah, like this. I don't I don't know. Maybe it's the only thing I could think of is because it's fam- family friendly and it's because they have it in the can, but they don't want to sit on it any longer. And it it might drive subscribers to Disney Plus like that. I mean, it would probably will, but. I hate it, but at the same time, I don't still have to get the content. So. Yeah, like I, I got, I got to watch it and then get delayed. So like I'm solid. Like, exactly. Every, like, everything DC is now stuff. like a fear of delays. Yeah, like, I know. DC. We stuff. have like this un, like this unrealistic fear that everything's gonna be delayed again, and we're yeah. just like, well, give, give it. Oh my God, it's here. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Um. And so that definitely. Um. I've, I'm just there's so many there's so much that happened in this film. Like I think I paused it around like the two hour mark. No, that's not, not two hours. hours. Uh, it was like the hour. Oh. How long was like hour and forty five minutes? Yes. Yeah, they got paused around the hour and twenty minute mark, and I was like, how is no hour mark? And I was like, how is there forty more minutes left? Because like at that point she was already about to get like she was sitting down with her family and was about to do the ritual. Her f- okay so. Her family, like, using their pandas to help. Yeah. I was I was so happy. Oh, her mom was giant. She's like Godzilla. <laughs> well, they did say she was huge. I know. I didn't think that they were. She was <laughs> huge. Like, she was Godzilla size. I was like, what the hell? Dude, it's so funny, too, because you see the size of her panda, and then the rest of the family's panda, and they're all, they're all little compared to her. Like, they're, they're huge, teeny. but they're little compared to her. They are, exactly. Which I'm just like, how are she? So, how did she get one so big? I was like, what the hell? It's all the anger. <laughs> yeah you're right though fear fear of disappointment is a terrible thing that's true that's true because i really maybe i don't like had that she just had like she's like i like how, wait it, okay the only there's a few things that didn't make sense to me like one of them was like she's like i thought her mom was like i thought i had more time before you changed into a panda but i was like you literally knew about this like and, and i was like and then also why would she say like if, her, if she's freaking well, out I'm, i mean i'm sure that her mom was like maybe she won't get it maybe there's a chance <laughs> yeah the, all her ancestors did too that <laughs> um, but yeah i don't know that, that, that was a little fishy to me i mean but obviously you just overlook things also like that. i couldn't help but love every single panda had like the person's haircut and i loved it like yeah I, I was like seeing like the little like karen bob shit and i was like i don't know why it fits so well on the panda but i love it like <laughs> it's, at least i can tell who they are <laughs> yeah i was like can i turn into red panda i want to be red panda please oh, such, a good, um, such a good pixar film it's probably like Part of me think it's definitely getting nominated for Best Animated Picture next year. It's a Pixar film. I could see that. What would you... Um, I mean, so do you think you could see a sequel to this at all? I don't want a sequel. I like this being a one-off. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> I, I, I'm i just like thinking of like... It feels like one of those things again. people are going to be like, where's the sequel to Turning Red? And then they're going to get like a Finding Dory thing. And they're like, well, it's not as good as the original. <laughs> no, really. <laughs> Um, the you know yeah that that makes sense. I don't know if there's gonna be. Uh, I don't. I don't. One, I, don't really I, like, I like. I don't really like Pixar doing sequels. Their stories are always always really well self contained. Yeah, they are. And then when they do sequels, we end up things like Cars Two or Finding Dory, and then it's like, well, a lot, a lot of people like Finding Dory, but I, it was definitely was not as strong not, as Finding yeah, Nemo. It's exactly. Nemo. It's like they're. I'm not saying Cars Two is good. Don't don't think I think Cars Two is good. But like. Their their Pixar films are always top notch, but it always feels like if it's a sequel, it doesn't hold up as much. Yeah, it's because it's not an original idea; it's basing off of the characters, and then they're except to Toy f- Story. Toy Story is perfect. <laughs> well, facts. Actually, they could do yeah. as many Toy Stories as they want. Honestly, I'd watch every single one. I don't care. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. Um, especially because they kind of shit on Buzz and Toy Story four, and they need to fix that. Which is why we're getting Lightyear. Hopefully, hopefully it like 
it's a good buzz story, but not like the toy buzz. But hopefully, it's a good buzz story. Exactly. Uh, I'm trying to think of anything else from Turning Red, but otherwise, I mean, honestly, it was just a really well, like a really fun, cute movie. And I just I mean, just just, watch, just go ahead and take a look and just, watch it. Just, just watch it. It's so good. It's a Pixar film. They can't do wrong very much. Yeah. And they've been on a streak. I did lately. see. I did see. I was on Facebook. Of course, nothing good comes on Facebook or any social media for any example. But um, uh, I was seeing this person was like, "Don't have your kids watch Turning Red. It teaches about uh, turn like it teaches about like rebelling against your parents and and like you may may like the one, the one girl shakes her butt against to her mom and I was just like, yes, like." like- Okay. I was like, oh, she sneaks out to go to a to concert and she goes behind her mom's back and her friends help her and aid her in doing this. And I'm like, I feel like if you start going, to, have you not watched any other films? Because I'm pretty sure rebelling against your parents is like always a thing in Pixar films. Oh, I mean, kind of. Yeah. I'm like, I was like, onward. And I was like, no, because they kind of sneak away from their mom. So, like, yeah, they did. Yeah. Luca, you have the Renato, like, his parents, uh, Finding Nemo, Dutch the Butt. <laughs> <and> like, <laughs> oh, man. Damn. Every Pixar film, except Cars. Guess Cars. Cars doesn't have a dad. They don't have a dad, do they? They're Cars. Well, they. Yeah, you're right. Though. So. <laughs> All right. Well, that. Um. So turning red. Go and see it. Um. So in your, on your on your TV because you can't see in theaters. Um. And so what? Now it's time for the film verse feature. And each podcast we pick a different movie to watch. And today's is Interstellar. Um, because I chose that because I never seen it before and my friends are getting, getting upset with me that I hadn't seen it at work. So I was just like, I, I'll go, so I'll go watch it. Interstellar, Christopher Nolan and, um, uh, time travel and sci-fi and, um, really good. I mean, really not time travel. Mm, it's yeah. a time differential. I mean, it's time travel with, okay. It's not time travel. It's time distortion. Yeah. I mean, it's time travel in the sense that you're tr- that Earth is, it- Earth is moving fat or moving faster than they are. Yeah, exactly. Like you know, if you like, they say if you go to space, like you know, you age slower than the other people on the Earth do, depending on how far out you go. Correct. Which is like they go through a black hole and they're like, okay, so we'll get into this. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So basically, what, what were ha- your thoughts on Young Timmy? Young Timmy, Timothy Chalamet. What he played the son when he was first on Earth. Oh my god, dude! Not no gonna wonder lie. it was pretty good. Not gonna lie, I had no clue it was Timothy Chalamet the first time I watched. I mean, it. I'll have to go back and like just kind of click the scenes. As soon, but as soon as you realize it's Timothy Chalamet, you're like, oh yeah, yeah. Because like actually, it was it was funny because I was actually like that kid is really good. Like I I, I didn't even know it's Timothy Chalamet, but I just remember like this is a, like that's a good kid actor. Yeah, it's Timothy Chalamet, and then like when he wow. the, the older version of Timothy Chalamet is um, Casey Affleck. I didn't like the older version that much. I I just like Casey Affleck. <laughs> That's fair. I mean, that's Casey Affleck is such a good actor, and I shove it Ben Affleck. Casey Affleck, I like more. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Um, but yeah, so Interstellar. I mean, obviously the whole thing with um, I don't know with, with, you know with them going into a black hole, and then time is different. So they and have the, to get back to and Earth. And the Earth is dying. The Earth is dying, so they have to get like they have to find an habitable planet, habitable planet, um, and then Matt Damon shows up and betrays Matthew McConaughey. Okay, so- <laughs> so when Matthew McConaughey goes through the black hole and they go to, they have like they go to this water planet, right? And they get on the water planet and this is one of the best things about Dude, this movie. That was scary. The tidal waves. The tidal waves, man. And then like they leave and it's been like twenty three years and he's like, Where the hell was she? And they're like, Oh, she's probably died like two out like an hour ago or something like that. Yeah. And I was like, 
fuck time and space, bro. <laughs> like, I know. I was so confused. Like, 23 years for that one dude. Like, what the fuck? And then um, they go to the next – or they, they waste all their fuel getting off the water planet. And they're like, well, we have to go to another planet. We can choose this guy or this guy. And they go to um, Matt Damon's, which I love this, that you didn't know he was in it. Because, like, I always forget he's in it. He just showed up, and I was like, what? And then he's like, he, he basically is like, yo, no, I, I actually, you can't live here. Um, I just want to leave. So, <laughs> Yo. I and yeah, then he tries yeah. to kill him. He does. He, just listen to my voice. I'm right here with you. Just listen. I was like, you're fucked up. Like, you a fucked up man. Yeah, he is. And the, I loved how the way he died. Like, yeah, I did too. Blown apart. Also, awesome. that, that next scene of him reattaching himself, or, you know, Matthew McConaughey attaching himself back to that ship. That was so dope. So good. Because, like, that was, that was, they had to do it because otherwise they'd, de- they'd be dead. And all this time, so, like, all this time while they're in space, and this is happening really slow for them, like, it's normal speed, Earth is going, like, super fast. Yep. So, like, um, times, so, like, his daughter was, like, I want to say, like, 10, 12 when, he, 12 when he left. And, like, there's a point where he gets out the water, or is it the water planet? Yeah, he gets out the water planet. 23 years have passed, and she sends a video and was like, I'm the same age you are. That when you, that where the you were when fuck you are you? Yeah, exactly. And I was like, damn. Oh, and that, that was—I've actually seen that scene before where he's like, crying and stuff like that because I think somebody's used it like as a meme template. I'm um, probably, but like, but like, yeah, it was—it was super not cool, bro. And then like, um, they have this whole thing where like to get to the last planet, they have to slingshot around because they find out that um, they actually can't save the Earth. Like, they can't get back, so like they're stranded. So then he yep. he like puts himself and uh, Case which is a robot marine through the black hole. And it like turns out that he's the reason he went to space in the first place. I know he's a stay and he couldn't, he couldn't make himself stay. So good. And like, the, I remember the first time I watched that and I was mind fucked. Like I was like sitting there, I was like, what the hell is happening here? I think I still prefer interstellar. interstellar. Um, what's the other trippy Nolan film that you break through dreams? Tenet? Oh no, that's a uh, inception. Yeah. Inception. I, I know. I, I just, Christopher Nolan, I love inception. I love Christopher Nolan films though. Except for Dunkirk, I hate Dunkirk. No, I hate Dunkirk too. <laughs> That's his bad day. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. I don't. I just don't get why people love it so much. But we're not talking about Dunkirk. We've done that before. We have a lot. <laughs> um, I, well, it's probably on one of our other episodes, actually. Um, but Interstellar ends with like him telling his daughter about like how to find space, how to control gravity. It's so cool. Yeah, and like it. It just it's it's such a good ending, and it's so bittersweet, and it's oh, so good. It's so good. And I, the one thing I, I love the visuals. The visuals in this film are beautiful, breathtaking. Something about, I, so like, I'm not a sci fi person, but something about space scenes are so gorgeous. Like, I hate it, but I love it. Oh, that's what I want to say. So, normally in, in space, like, I don't like space films, per, like, the type of films where you have a human just going to space and, like, in a regular space craft and, you know, like, he has to float around and, and like, maneuver around space because it's just like, I hate it. Like, I want to see, like, somebody flying around space. Like, you know, st- I want to, like, if I'm looking sci-fi, I want it to be, like, adventurous and, you know, not just something that could actually happen. Well, like, I, but, I, I really loved Gravity. Like, I thought that was a really well-done sci-fi film. I also like Martian. I haven't seen Gravity, but... Martian's really good, too. I love Martian. So, something about, like, people just, on, just like, in space surviving. I'm like, yeah, but horror movies in space? I'm like, I don't like you. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's what I'm saying. But with this film, I didn't feel that way. Like, I loved it because I, I, I loved the, the sci-fi part of it. Um, how was your audio for this movie? Oh my god! I for- did I? Oh my god! I forgot to tell you that, didn't I? No, I did, I did tell you that, and I like, bro, it was horrible. The audio, <laughs> like, I like recorded it, like I recorded it, and you know, like my eyes were bleeding. Like there were certain scenes where it was like, Wee! 
like for like five minutes straight. And I'm like, stop. Dude, I, I laugh because like when I, last time I watched it, my sound system wasn't nearly as up as it is now. Yeah. And like I kept having to turn up and down the volume because like I would turn it up to hear the audio, like the dialogue. Yeah. And then the minute effects would happen, it'd be shaking them and proving like, God damn it. I got to turn it down. And so I had time to do that again. But this time it was worse because I had the subwoofer and all that shit hooked up. And I'm just like, oh, God, I'm never watching Interstellar again. Like, this is too much work to watch a movie. And there's so many scenes where the effects, like, overshadowed the dialogue. And yeah. I was like, why, I just, dude? I just want to know what they're saying. Like, I get it. Like, I know I get what you're doing, Nolan, but I hate it. <laughs> no, honestly, that is a big flaw. Actually, wait a minute. That's kind of a consistent thing he's at because Interstellar has that issue. Tenet has that issue. It's like he like Remember, he like, like puts the effects on like a whole nother level than he does like the audio, and I'm like, I don't need to hear an explosion over people talking, please. Like I shouldn't, yeah. I shouldn't have them whispering. An explosion to that's an explosion. not even happening. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> like or like just random music that's just like playing over the thing, and but it's like way louder than the dialogue, and I'm like, what are they? It's so irritating for me. Subtitles, please. I was, was kind of hoping that with the new sound system and receiver and shit. It wouldn't have that issue, and it did, and I was like, "God damn it!" <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, but it's such a good watch. Like it's it's one of those things where like it's so good, and I love it. I do not mind rewatching it. It's just a pain in the ass to keep having to turn up and down. The yeah, you definitely have to find a, maybe even turn subtitles on. My help. I mean, it would help if I didn't live on a third floor of an apartment building. <laughs> True, because like all I can think about was like my poor neighbors. <laughs> <laughs> just shake the floor. The floor. <laughs> all right, guys. Well. Um, thank you for joining us. Um, and do us a favor if you liked the episode, be sure to follow us and turn on notifications so you can uh, hang out with us again. Um, if you want to keep up with our activities outside the airwaves, you can stalk us on Instagram at Into the Film First Podcast and stay posted for a new TikTok. We're working on shit. We're working on stuff, and it, if you, it's a process. We also got um, and speaking of we, you know, time travel. Uh, the Adam Project. If you are interested in hearing our thoughts about that, go ahead and check out our YouTube channel uh, at Into the Filmverse Podcast. Look at us making moves. Look at us making moves. <laughs> uh, Bryce, where can people follow you and your enrapturing Escalades online? You can find me on Letterboxd at Pain Reviews. Wow, my throat burns now. I don't know why. P-A-Y-N-E <laughs> Reviews. Uh, Instagram at Pain Love Cinema and Twitter at Sanguine Films. And you can stay connected with me, Mitchell Chandler, by simply following me on Facebook and Instagram at Author Mitchell Chandler on Twitter at Mitchell Chandler and letterboxd at Mitch Reviews, and remember Mitch is spelled with a Y, so that's M-Y-T-C-H. That's all for this time, our fellow cinephiles, and until next time, Excelsior! Excelsior!